0: And thank you so much for joining me for Face the Facts. I'm your host, April Moss. And today we're going to be sitting down and talking with uh, several family members who have been impacted by the deadly hospital protocols. Now, many of you have heard these types of stories before of uh, people being murdered at the hands of the hospitals. But this is the first time where I've heard such an egregious act happening by the hospital system. And joining me today to discuss what's happened to their mother and their wife is Don Downs and Kara Bookman. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for having,
1: having us.
0: So your story is quite interesting. You're from Ohio, and yes. your uh, your wife, Don Brenda, was in the hospital with COVID. And uh she started to take a turn for the worse and you were trying to get her ivermectin Uh, tell us what the hospital said to you they they put you guys on a gag order explain what they said to you in order for you to be able to receive this ivermectin for brenda
2: um so basically um they said once we battled in court um, with our attorney was Ralph Lorigo. Um, once we battled in court, the judge came back and said, and the judge was a Franklin County judge, um, Mark Sarrett, he came back and said, um, we've we've made we've come to an agreement that um, if we are to um, give her the ivermectin, um, you will need to sign a gag order stating that you won't tell anybody. And if you do, you will be fined a million dollars each. And that was a million dollars from my dad, myself and my sister. So Ohio Health wanted um, three million dollars in return for us not telling anybody anyone that they gave her ivermectin.
0: And not only that, but this agreement would have been passed down to your children. Is that correct? If something happened to you, so this was a lifetime gag order that would go to the next generation. Mm -hmm. uh, Yes. All because they didn't want the public to know. Now you were under the impression that okay, if we sign this, and I mean I can only imagine your 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 mother is in the hospital. She's very, very sick. You're trying to save her life. At that moment, you're probably thinking, well, we don't like the way this sounds, but I mean, we just need to get well and get the medicine. So you sign this this confidentiality agreement and tell us what happens next. You're thinking that, okay, we've signed it. Now the hospital is going to give her the medicine. What happened then?
1: A whole lot happened before that because I jumped up and down. For them to give her the and they said no. And I said, Well, I'm going to take you to court. And they just laughed basically because after 19 months of COVID, they hadn't had anybody sue them. Ohio Health, they own a lot of hospitals to get their loved one any kind of other medicine to help with uh, this COVID. So uh, it was a big joke to them, but we hired Ralph in New York and we hired a, a local attorney to do the groundwork. So, um, $18,000 worth of fees in eight days. But yeah. you'll find out here in this story that they were bent on never, ever going to give her the ivermectin. And they went to every illegal, uh, like, I don't know. what so, you you're right. Literally.
0: Every end to try to uh, make sure that she didn't receive that medication. So ultimately, ultimately the hospital lied to you because you were under the impression she was going to get the medicine, yes. so tell us what happened. That all of a sudden she doesn't get the medicine. How did you find out that she wasn't? Receiving so when it? we get
2: to the hospital after we had signed the agreement, um, we we went to the hospital and um, they her doors were open. They hadn't been opened, you know, this whole time, and we no longer had to wear PPE. There was no longer a restriction on how many of us could be in her room. So that was our first, like, what? okay, what's going on? There's something fishy going on. So then um, we get a call from our local attorney um, saying that the doctors want to meet with us um, because she's having some type of cognitive issues. And, you know, we didn't want to meet with them. We just wanted them to give the medicine. We said, no, we don't want a meeting um well they went ahead and ambushed us in the waiting room anyhow five doctors um and one of them was their lead um, infectious disease doctor and they told us well as they're telling us that she has these cognitive issues that would be ivermectin would make worse they're telling the courts that she's doing great and doesn't need the ivermectin because she no longer has COVID and she's she's doing great so they're telling us one thing and telling the the judge another
1: that morning she was supposed to get it so what he do he shelved it the whole thing until we could get counsel together which never ever happened so my big deal with the whole thing, you, she missed a lot of stuff. What happened in that courtroom, it was ungodly. But uh, I will never rest until I find out who from Ohio Health sent the staff judge's staff attorney, Paige Kahn, a information that she was doing significantly better. It cost her her life. It really did right?
0: because it was a lie.
1: It's an absolute lie beyond even during the two or three hours that we were waiting to give it to her after the judge said she would get it. Um, we they, they took we didn't know this, but they took her down to have a brain scan.
2: Yeah, they started running these tests so that we would believe that there was something wrong with her right. cognitively because right. she wasn't awake. It was but all they show. Still had her completely sedated. It was
1: all show. And, and also not just that, 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 that test came back normal, by the way.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: they went behind our back and called our, our uh, local doctor here in where we live that prescribed the ivermectin. He's our doctor, family doctor. And Gestaldo the head of infectious disease himself called Our doctor and wanted him to talk us out of the ivermectin to, to, uh, yeah, just talk us out of. So our doctor said, absolutely not. She needs it and she needs it today. And uh, well, he said, well, we don't have anybody up here to administer it to her, which before they said they did. So he offered to come up and administer it to her. And they said, no, you're not a part of our organization. The extent that they went, to make sure she would not get the ivermectin it's it's unconscionable that's all we can say
0: yeah well you do you you hired a new attorney and -hmm. this new attorney warner mendenhall is representing your case and um, i'd love to bring him on the show now we're delighted to have mr mendenhall join us thank you so much for being here
3: can't hear you. Well, I think you're here. I got Bye. it. I got there it. We go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, hey, April, it's nice to see you and, and Don and Kara. It's nice to see you guys. Yeah. Thank you too.
2: When
3: they, well, when they called that. me, um, you know, I was just astounded initially that they had signed this agreement that involved a financial penalty for speaking about the situation. And uh, the, the agreement was essentially a gag order that if they were to violate it, uh, they could be liable for $100,000 each. So there's three of them, a total of $300,000. And, you know, the other thing that's astounding is, I mean, to me, I thought this was going to be a relatively quick process. And as they've told you, uh, or will tell you, this process took a while. Um, You know, the court moved very slowly on it. And, and of course, the hospital was just... um, Really, really adamant. I mean, they wanted to sanction us essentially for asking the court to clarify this issue. Uh, mm-hmm. So they just took a very aggressive stance at every level. I mean, to the extent that it's hard to explain, um, you know what what yeah. all the motivations were. So
0: well, I, I'm curious, what avenue are you taking to to bring these people to court? Because I, I've talked to so many attorneys regarding. Uh, these deaths that are happening all across all across the country due to the, the COVID protocols. And there's not many attorneys that want to even, number one, take up this topic. But number two, they can only go based off of, you know, a lack of informed consent on some of these, you know, serious drugs that people were, were being given. But what is the exact case that you're bringing forward for Ohio Health?
3: So what we did was defend them and to try to clarify that the settlement agreement was void. And We've yeah. achieved that in court. So we are actually done with the processes in court. That's why they're able to talk to you now. The right. settlement agreement is void. We do have to have, um, you know, to go further than that, you have to have physicians on board. And we had a problem in terms of getting physicians on board to write A letter stating that this was a quote unquote malpractice to open that courtroom door. So that was something we went through. My gosh, that has been almost a year ago now. Is that how long it was when we went through that? Mm -hmm. So we made an effort to do that. Um, I think there are some other mechanisms to look at these hospitals. Um, You know, we're, you know, we are encouraging people to look at issues such as the False Claims Act to see if there was fraud in the billing. So that's not exactly on point in terms of the injury to the person, but it's a way to look at the hospitals and see how they defrauded uh, our our federal system uh, in the treatments that they did. And I think in some ways, uh, these hospitals are very liable for that. A lot of times the treatment they gave was not necessary treatment. It was not indicated treatment. And you cannot do unnecessary and non-indicated treatment for patients that's a bit of a different process than an individual case. Uh, we are pursuing mm-hmm. some individual cases where we've been able to get to get experts. Uh, one of those in Ohio, uh, but but it is a very difficult process. And the hospitals all say, "Look, we're we're not liable, prep act immunity, all that stuff."
0: That's what I actually. That was the next question I had for you was if you could explain. You know, one of the most egregious things that I've been learning over the last couple of years is that. So many of these protocols were put in place by the PREP Act and the CARES Act. Um, And so people feel like they just have no legal recourse anymore. Um, You know, no one to go to to be able to seek damages for these wrongful deaths.
3: Right. And I I would say that's generally, you know, that is the case right now. There's not enough lawyers doing anything in this space uh, right now. But we are trying to. That is. Well, first of all, it's, it's very expensive. It's time-consuming. Uh, it's hard to get experts on board. Uh, but we are working uh, right now. I just came from the FLCCC conference in Phoenix. There yeah. were 550 doctors down there. We addre- We had a breakout room where we addressed some of the doctors because we're trying to get them. You know, we need the experts. We need their. Uh, you know, we need them to. Step forward and help us to bring these cases. So, we're trying to encourage them to do that. And additionally, they need protection. The doctors who do step up then come under attack by medical boards uh, for treating their patients properly. With ivermectin, for example, that's been an ongoing battle. Um, You know, if a doctor, you know, treats a patient with ivermectin, a lot of times they get a board complaint. And they've got to defend a board complaint for using one of the safest, most effective medicines ever discovered uh, in the world. So yep. uh, you know and these by the are way, all
0: the same medicine that was being given out, handed out by the the government of India to its people, and had COVID pretty much eradicated.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So I I just we've offered uh, so we set up a group uh, called Freedom Council. It's at freedomcouncil.org. And we are trying to create a collaboration of scientists, physicians, and lawyers. Uh, And we're up to about 240 lawyers now. And that's not near enough. Uh, But we are gaining some steam there. Um, And, you know, I do hope that situations that the Downs faced are not going to happen. You know, we're going to be able to stop and slow down what's going on with these hospital protocols. And actually, it's really simple. We have to restore medicine to what it's supposed to be. It's a doctor-patient relationship. Yes. This cor- these corporations and administrations that are interfering with that relationship between the doctor and the patients, that's destroying our healthcare system. And, yep. and we've got to restore that. So the Downs case is actually really important. It's really important that for them to have a voice and tell this story so that we all become aware of how deadly this has been. And, and I think that, um, you know, I think that you guys, through your efforts of getting out and speaking uh, your truth and, and everything that you've done is is going to help ultimately reform the system. It's going to take a long time, but this is the start of it. And we've got to hear from families like the Downs.
0: You're so right. And I think also um, to, to not, you know, we can't stop talking about this. So many people think, oh, well, COVID is over, but really- Honestly, there's not, there really aren't enough people talking about the fact that these protocols are here to stay in these hospital systems. Um, to due to the Prep Act, are you, are you at all? Um, I, I guess hopeful that we could get some congressmen or women to um, maybe change that legislation to to amend the Prep Act. You know, what what is your what are your thoughts on that? The likelihood of that happening.
3: Well, I think we have a huge project ahead of us, uh, April. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I hate to say how big it is, but I'll just say it. We literally have to refound our nation. The, 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 the values of the founding fathers were that we were independent people who would make our own decisions about our own health care, our own families, our own work, and that government would not interfere with that. And all we have seen is this growing government interference in every aspect of our lives. And, and, you know, from birth, where they're they're putting all kinds of vaccines in kids that don't need them, uh, to death, where they're prematurely ending people's lives, uh, you know, through medications. Uh, and we've all seen what these charts look like with the opioids and, and the other medications uh, that they're using. And they're over-medicating people, and they are killing them. And and that just keeps happening, uh, and it's still happening today. So, April, uh, you know, I think it's just really important to look at those protocols and try to get back to medicine as we know it should be practiced.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Don Kerr, I'll give you the last words.
1: Um, this is a hard, uh, I'll just quote what I told uh, Epoch Times months ago when we were interviewed by them, if we, this is so outrageous and almost unbelievable. I can understand why a lot of the public wouldn't, they can hear a story like ours and they they don't believe it. Not in America. And I told them, had I not went through it personally with the $2 and my wife, I don't know if I could believe such a story in America. That's how... Mm -hmm um unconscionable this thing is. So yeah.
2: well, we're losing faith in the in the hospital we have no faith. every day. It's yeah. you don't you can't go to the hospital can't trust anymore. Um it's just you have to find other ways to help yourself. Yeah. You have to advocate for yourself now.
1: Yeah, you do. And the only other thing is uh like I made the statement before they went to Ohio Health went to every Um, possible way to the extent that they were never going to give her the abermectin. If you look at the whole thing now, Uh, Mm -hmm. even after the judge said she would get it the next day, they put in things in place that evening and that morning to make sure it would never, ever happen. Mm -hmm. And um, so I hold the, you know, the hospital accountable. I hold the judge accountable and even our local attorney at that time up there. So that's it, you know. And I said I'd never rest till I find out who uh, told them that morning that she was doing significantly better. That was the biggest lie I ever told, and uh, probably never find out. But at the same time, um, God knows. God knows. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, and Don, we we extend our condolences to you and Kara. And um, you know, like you said, this should never have happened. But we'll right. continue to sound the alarm that this is happening in hospitals across the yeah. country. And thank you very much, uh, Warner, for joining us today. And um, can you tell everybody where they can find your, your website for if they were looking for representation?
3: I Right now, I would suggest people go to freedomcouncil.org. Uh, you can also find my uh, law firm website at warnermendenhall.com.
0: Great. Thanks so much for being here, guys. God bless you.
3: Okay, Thank you do. You, Thanks for having us. Thanks
0: for having me.